Weiss for Hadar on Parashat Vayetze, Praying as You Are. There is a rabbinic tradition that teaches that the three daily prayers, Shacharit, Mincha, and Arvit, originated with the prayer practices of the three Avot, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, respectively. The notion that three different forefathers instituted these prayers and the fact that three distinct verses are used to ground these practices also serves to illustrate the different forms that these prayers can take. Although the 18 blessings of the Amidah are always the same, we are always changing. Although we may recite the same prayer formula, the meaning and the effect of the prayer experience can and should change as we do. One of the original sources for the idea that the Avod instituted the three daily prayers is in Midrash Bereshit Rabbah. There, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi comments on a verse from this week's parsha, which supports the idea that Yaakov instituted the last of the day's prayers, Arvit. Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Avot harishonim hitkinu shalosh tefilot. Avraham tikein tefilat shacharit. Shene amar vayashkem Avraham babokar el hamakom asher amad sham. Ve'en amida el tefilah. Shene amar vayamod pinchas vayifalel. Yitzchak tikein tefilat mincha. Shene amar vayetze Yaakov lasuach basade. Ve'en sicha el tefilah. Shene amar eshboch lefanav sichi. Yaakov tikein tefilat arvit. Shene amar vayifga bamakom. Ve'en pigiya el tefilah shene amar. Ve'al tisa ba'adam ve'al tifga bi. Amar Rabbi Yoshua bar Nachman. Keneged shalosh pa'amim shehayom mishtana. Be'arvit tzarich adam lomar yihira tzalmafanacha Hashem alokai shetotieni mi'afela laora. Be'shacharit tzarich lomar modahni lefanacha Hashem alokai shotetani mi'afela laora. Be'mincha tzarich adam lomar yihira tzalmafanacha Hashem alokai shekashem shezikitani lirot chama bezrichata kach tezakini lirota bishkiata. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, the first fathers established three prayers. Avraham established the Shachari prayer. As it says, Avraham woke up early in the morning to go to the place where he had stood before God. And there is no standing, Amida, aside for prayer. As it says, Pinchas stood and prayed. Yitzchak established the Mincha prayer. As it says, Yitzchak went out to converse in the field. And there is no conversation aside for prayer. As it says, I will pour out my conversation in front of him. Yaakov established the Arvid prayer, as it says, he encountered the place. And there is no encounter aside for prayer. As it says, do not lift prayer on their behalf, and do not plead with me. Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachman said, The three prayers correspond to the three times of day that the day changes. At Arvid, a person needs to say, May it be your will, Hashem my God, that you take me out of darkness into light. At Shacharit, a person needs to say, Thank you, Hashem, my God, who has taken me out of darkness into light. At Mincha, a person needs to say, May it be your will, Hashem, my God, that just as I have seen the sun in its rising, so too will I see it in its setting. Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachman's statement that the prayers correspond to the times of change in the day follows immediately upon the opinion that assigns the correspondence to the Avot. This could be seen as a conflicting opinion, 
but it can also be understood as a complementary opinion. This pairing suggests that the reason why our three prayers are established by three different people at three different times is that these prayers are themselves examples of praying at moments of change. The reason why we have prayers from different people at different times is that they are for different people at different times. And all of these different people are, in a sense, us. Sometimes we are Avraham in the morning. Sometimes we are Yitzchak in the afternoon. And sometimes we are Yaakov at night. Contrasting Yaakov and Avraham's first experiences of God might provide us with insight into what these different prayer times can mean and represent. According to the Midrash, Avraham's first experience of God was a moment of insight and understanding. God was the answer to the question about the universe that Avraham had posed. Rabbi Yitzchak Patach God said to Avram, Go forth from your land. Rabbi Yislach introduced his teaching on Parashat Lech Lecha with a verse from Tehillim. Listen, daughter, see... Incline your ear and forget your people and your father's house. Rabbi Yitzchak said, It is analogous to one who is going from one place to another, and so one estate that was lit up. He said, Is it possible that this estate has no manager? The owner of the estate looked at him and said, I am the owner of the estate. So too, since Avraham our father said, Is it possible that this world has no manager? God looked at him and said, I am the owner of the world. Rabbi Yisla continues to expound upon the subsequent verse in Tehillim, And the king will desire your beauty, for he is your Lord, and you shall bow to him. And the king will desire your beauty to make you beautiful in this world. And you shall bow to him, that is, God spoke to Avraham. In Avraham's first encounter with God, he sees that God is present in the world. He sees that the estate, the place where he and God live, is illuminated, and he knows thereby that God is there. According to Rashi, the lights that Avraham sees are the sun and the moon. These are celestial spheres that don't only exist in heaven, but shine down on us. When Avraham meets God, the state of the world is as it is in the morning. The lights are on. When Avraham sees that the world is illuminated, he knows that there is a manager, someone who is taking care of the world. God introduces himself as not only the manager, the manhig of the estate, but as the ba'al, the owner. God does not only take care of the world as an administrator, but as someone who is quite fully invested in how the world functions and what it produces. However, when Yaakov first meets God, it is nighttime. He does not see the world as illuminated and orderly. He sees the world as dark and threatening. As the Midrash explains, 
ביקש לעבור נעשה העולם כולו כמין קוטה לפניו. כי בא השמש, רבנן אמרי, כי בא השמש. מלמד שהשקיע הקדוש ברוך הוא גלגל חמה שלא בעונתה, בשביל לדבר עם יעקב אבינו בצנעה. משל לאוהבו של מלך, שבא אצלו לפרקים. אמר המלך, כיבו את הנרות, כיבו את הפנסים, שאני מבקש לדבר עם אוהבי בצנעה. כך השקיע הקדוש ברוך הוא גלגל חמה שלא בעונתה, בשביל לדבר עם יעקב אבינו בצנעה. He encountered the place. He wanted to pass and the whole world became like a wall in front of him. For the sun had set, Kiva. The rabbi said he extinguished the sun, Kiva. This comes to teach that God caused the sun's sphere to set before its time in order to speak to our father Yaakov in private. It is analogous to the lover of a king who came to him infrequently. The king said, extinguish the lamps and extinguish the lanterns. For I want to speak with my lover in private. So God caused the sun's sphere to set before its time in order to speak with our father Yaakov in private. Yaakov's first encounter of God is facilitated by two miracles. First, Yaakov would like to continue his journey, but the entire world stands like a wall to block his path. Yaakov is forced to remain where he is once he arrives to the place. which the rabbis identify with the place where the Beit HaMikdash would be built in the future. Second, Yaakov's encounter with God takes place at the time of Arvit, in the darkness after the sun sets beneath the horizon. While the first miracle seems fairly frustrating, Yaakov would like to proceed, and he can't, the second miracle is, at least from God's perspective, an invitation to intimacy. God wants Yaakov's exclusive attention. He wants them to have a private exchange, so he dims the lights. Yaakov meets God at a time of profound difficulty and fear. When Yaakov prays to God, it is described as vayifka, a chance encounter. Yaakov stumbles and is forced to stumble upon divinity. The darkness of Yaakov's introduction to God is in stark contrast with the brightness of God's introducing himself to Avraham. For Avraham, God lights the lights and is pleased when Avraham notices how well-managed the world appears. For Yaakov, God extinguishes the lights, intensifying Yaakov's already tense and frightened state of mind. Yet the darkness of Yaakov's meeting has the privacy and intimacy that is engendered by vulnerability. God is able to forge a connection to Yaakov by embracing and being present in his fear. And God builds upon Avraham's sense of security by reassuring him that he is the owner of the world and its custodian. In the Midrash about Avraham in the morning, God promises him a world with even more beauty and expects Avraham to worship him through it. In the Midrash about Yaakov at night, we don't hear that God promises Yaakov anything or demands anything from him. When Yaakov is feeling weak and helpless, God simply listens to him and promises to be with him. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman's prayers about the changing of the day reflect this contrast. The evening represents when we are afraid, and we beg God to bring the sun back the following day. In the morning, we thank God for the shining of the sun and the clarity an illuminated world allows. As the day changes, and as we change, 
we move from the assuredness of Avraham to the insecurity of Yitzchak to being as petrified as Yaakov, who does not know if he will live to see another day, if he will be safe, if he will ever see his family and home again. Prayer punctuates the day because our mood shifts throughout the day. When we are feeling optimistic and grateful, that is an opportunity to pray. When we are feeling tired and weary, that is an opportunity to pray. When we are feeling hopeless and defeated, we may pray again. The text of the prayer, however, doesn't change. Although the imagery of progressing through morning, afternoon, and evening is clear and linear, actual human experience is anything but. We can be optimistic in the morning, but we can also wake up with dread. Sometimes we feel even more safe and protected at night. More often, however, these states are fluid in how long they last, sometimes for days, weeks, and months, sometimes for only minutes and seconds. Sometimes we experience confidence and trepidation simultaneously, and we need to be able to pray then too. These different prayers reflect that people change, but they also reflect that God changes. Sometimes God is turning on the lights, and sometimes he is turning them down. Morning and night are not figments of the Father's imaginations. They are not poetic fallacies. Yes, illumination and understanding, or confusion and darkness, are modes for our understanding of God. But they are also reflective of who he is. God is the King of Kings and the Light of Lights, but he is also the Mysterium Tremendum a divinity that we cannot always access or understand. God creates good and bad and is present in both conditions. The principle of change as being core to the successful experience of prayer is emphasized by the Dega Machana Ephraim. O mishahu ma'amin ba'ashem, yachol lihitpalel b'chol yom. Ki im hu ma'amin sh'ashem hu mechadesh b'chol yom tamid ma'asei b'reshit, hu b'chol yom b'riyah chadasha. And one who does have faith in God can pray every day. That is, if he has faith that every day God renews creation, and that he is a new creature every day, and all of the worlds are new creations. And he needs to pray and to give praise and thanks to the one who created everything, and also created him, to pray for his life and the life of his partner and children and his livelihood and all good things. But if he does not believe with complete faith that God renews creation every day, then the tefillah and mitzvot become for him like something old and routine. And it becomes revolting to him to say the identical words every day. According to the Dagal Machina Ephraim, what we need in order to pray is not specifically belief that God exists. What we need is to believe that God changes the world every day. That is, that the world itself is always in flux. Not necessarily that God is present or that God is responsible for those changes. Because, if things are not going well, I need to believe 
that they can get better in order to pray for improvement. And if I am in a period of success and strength, knowing that this state could be temporary inspires me to be grateful and to pray for my protection. If I know that I can become a better person, or if I know that I can become weaker in my service of God, this instability and impermanence provides me with the impetus I need to pray for and about these changes. Yes, the words of prayer are always the same, and they can feel rote if they are rote, if they do not reflect or take into account the changing person, their changing circumstances, and maybe even a changing God. However, it is also possible to see that the sameness of the prayers gives us the flexibility to inhabit the words differently each time we recite them, and to encounter God every morning, evening, and afternoon in new and renewed ways. Wishing you a Shabbat as Yaakov, Avraham, and Yitzchak. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Divrei Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.